Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Back with you on this great day in the USA, and thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, you know what uh, caught me sort of uh, off balance there? I was on the line with my uh, friends in office in D.C. there, and uh, also I wanted to um, uh, say to you, that it has been a fabulous, absolutely fabulous uh, weekend that I uh, spent down. And some of you may have seen the uh, video that I posted um, on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Rev, R-E-V-C-L, Brian. Got a great response from it uh, on our Freedom Works um, page as well as my own personal page and, and so forth. Uh, hundreds and hundreds, thousands, I mean thousands of, uh, thousands and thousands of responses to it. You should check it out. At Rev, C-L, Bryant is uh, on Facebook uh, uh, as well. I was in, uh, in Florida, in, in um, South Florida, and uh, situated right there on the Atlantic Ocean. A friend of mine shot uh, this for me, and uh, it was a, just a, a fantastic shot with the ocean background. And friends, uh, it was a fabulous way to welcome into our American fabric, and I do believe we're going to be welcoming into the Supreme Court family a new Supreme Court justice if all, if all the Republicans do what they're supposed to do, and a couple of them, you know, they're not going to do it. Uh, but I actually think that this uh, Supreme Court nominee is going to be surprisingly someone who will bring along a couple of those Democrat uh, votes as well. She's just that good. The Dems would like to fight it and make you think, nay, nay, it's not going to happen. But it, I, I believe it's going to happen. You've heard it right here on the C.L. Bryant Show coming to you live and in living color. I have been on the road or I've been gone uh, from here uh, for the last few days. And I certainly have missed being with you so much has gone on uh, in my absence. Once we open it back up, I'll have a guest host and uh, sit when I'm not here. And uh, it's going to be great. It's just going to be a great time coming up because tonight, 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 get the popcorn ready and whatever your beverage of choice happens to be. Uh, Iced tea for me. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be great. The, 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 The battle royale, the cage match of the century. And it's a new century. But this is the cage match right here. Yeah. Donald John Trump versus Joe Willie Biden. Joe Willie's going to be on. 
Joe Willie's going to be on stage. And I certainly hope that the president says what I am expecting him to say. Joe, good to see you. I'm surprised you showed up. To which he will immediately get under Biden's skin. And all you got to do to inflame that Irish head of Joe's is... uh, just prick him a little bit. I got a little bit of the Blarney in me as well. So I understand how that goes. But friends, this is a piece of news that I, I want to share with you that I think is just absolutely ludicrous. And uh, I hope you do too. Here it is. A uh, European um, businessman has, well, he's a European lawmaker is what he is. He has nominated no one other than Democrat presidential nominee Joseph Biden for the Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) Okay, well, they gave Obama one. They gave Obama one. And 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 the reason why listen listen to this listen to this and 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 then I can't wait till we get the phone lines back up because this this is just absolutely ludicrous. Okay, check this out. He nominated Biden for the Nobel. This means that the Nobel Prize is coming to nothing. Are you hearing me? Obama got it for being black. Basically, that is what happened. Obama got it for being black. And, of course, he happened to have won the presidency, but I always thought that uh, the Nobel Prize was something for other than for being a color. Yeah. Well, this is what he awarded it. This is why the, this is why he says he has awarded it to Biden. Here we go. He because he has been a calming influence <laughs> in a period when American cities have been in flames and citizens have been pitched against one another. So, (laughs) this is laughable. Oh, my friends, this is laughable. For a European lawmaker to have the audacity to think that you are stupid enough And, of course, obviously, you have given him reason to believe that, huh? Oh, people don't think you're stupid for no reason. Oh, they've seen shades of stupidity in you before. Yeah. And they figure, you did it once. Americans, you can be stupid again. And guess what? We have been behaving to use an Obama phraseology word, behaving stupidly for quite some time now. 
since the end of the Obama era, we as Americans have been behaving stupidly and we've been trying to regain our identity when we elected Donald John Trump under the slogan and mantra, the mantra of make America great again, because any of us with any common sense and any of us who have any remembrance of what this nation was, I'm not talking about any racial animosities. I'm not talking about any ghost of Mississippi's or any of that type of thing. I am talking about an American spirit that has been truly lost under the Obama administration and it began quick. Can I tell you, be quite brutally frank with you, Republicans and conservatives, it began to slip away under George W. Bush. Obama just injected it with steroids. And you know what? I have a feeling that John McCain would have done the same thing. Sorry. I'm really sorry to say. Megan, I, you know, I mean no harm. You know I mean no harm. You speak your mind, I speak mine. Megan McCain is a wonderful woman. But Megan, you know this is what we say clearly. I believe that, yes, your father would have would have done uh, put it on steroids. Maybe not as bad as Obama. Not quite as bad as Obama. But I think um, he would have done the same thing in his own way. But now you have these idiots... Uh, yeah, uh, throw that against the wall. <laughs> now you have these idiots. A European lawmaker believing that you, we Americans, will jump at the notion that Joe Biden legitimately should be nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize? Because this European lawmaker says that he has been a calming influence in a period when American cities have been in flames and citizens have been pitched against one another. It is Joe Biden's camp. It is the people who actually got Joe Biden nominated as the the, the standard bearer for their now absolute Marxist left-wing party. It was those people who are responsible for the burning down of American cities. And this clown is nominated for the Nobel Prize because of it. The Nobel Prize then means nothing, does it? And you know what? It seems to me that it, uh, this liberalism... That is exactly what it does. It is a colonizing way to destroy good things. That's what's happening. Liberals have colonized in such ways and everywhere that they have gone. Everything that liberalism has in fact engulfed has been destroyed under the weight of the liberalism itself. And the lies that go along with it, 
that make people want to believe that somehow those words of why he was nominated is right and you Americans many 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 millions of Americans just buy that with just on face value oh yeah maybe he has been a calming he deserves a Nobel are you kidding me you can't be that stupid wake up walking around in a stupor for far too long now Donald John Trump on the other hand was nominated for the Nobel Prize because he has done something that no other president has been able to do. Nor do I think they had the desire to do it, even though many of them campaigned on it. Many of them campaigned on it. He has been able to normalize relations between Israel and United Arab Emirates nations. My God, friends, that is an achievement worthy of a Nobel prize win not a nomination that is an achievement worthy of a Nobel prize win a president of the United States normalizes relationships between Israel and United Arab Emirates. Compare that now to why Joe Biden was nominated. Joe Biden has been nominated for the Nobel Prize because some European lawmaker, and his name happens to be Chris Bryant. Shame, 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 Chris Bryant. That's also what we call my son. Shame on you, son. Not my boy. Chris Bryant, this this British lawmaker, says that Biden is nominated by him because he has been a calming influence in a period when American cities have been in flames and citizens have been pitched against Citizen. <laughs> oh, my. How much do they pay Chris to say that? How much do they pay that old boy to say that? Because not even he can possibly believe that. But do you see how this is being played? Yeah. So here we go, uh, my good friends. Here we go. I want all of you to understand something. I want you to understand the fight that we are in. Now, the polls are skewed. You know that. There's no way that uh, Joe Biden is 14 points ahead of the president in Ohio. When he trounced Hillary Clinton in Ohio by nine points in the last election cycle against her. 
you're wanting me to believe that the people in Ohio have swung that much in a different direction. They have swung 23 points in Joe Biden, in the Democrats' favor. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, right? There must be a reason, Americans, why these people present these ludicrous, there's that word again, numbers to you. And I think it's because they think you're stupid and that you will buy that on their word without even weighing the common sense that goes along with it. Hillary was a much better candidate and and I, I much more popular than Joe Biden ever thought of being. Now, I, Joe Biden was the vice president of the United States. Hillary was the wife of the president of the United States and I don't know what their habits were as man and wife, but I know she did at least sleep with the president of the United States as her husband at least once. <laughs> at least. Joe, Joe, Joe didn't have the, 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 nowhere near the clout that Hillary Clinton has. Nowhere near. In fact, in fact, Hillary uh, sent the message to Joe, don't you don't you concede defeat? You know, you don't say that to a superior. You say that to an underling. And you're expecting the American people to believe that Joe Biden leads President Trump in Ohio where he trounced Hillary Clinton by nine. You mean to tell me that uh, Joe Biden is up on him? In that state, when he has not even, oh my goodness. Okay, the polls are skewed. But the analysts are beginning to look at this with common sense, and they don't want to look like idiots either, right? So they look at this in ways that I think are beginning to reflect more of the truth. They know that the polls are closer than and that the race is closer than the polls suggest. In fact, uh, Trump is ahead. They'll never tell you that, but Trump has to be ahead. After these debates are over, you will plainly see just how stupid they think you are. Pre-debate polls will be most watched in history. <laughs> Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. 
Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge daily to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Coming up, a good friend of mine, attorney friend of mine, will be on with me. Oh, we and I are the same age bracket. Two of us Southern boys, we're going to share something with you that you don't get a chance to hear everywhere, but you're going to get a chance to hear it today right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. So stay tuned right after the top of the hour. Hey, I know that tonight, particularly, and I've already told you, get your popcorn, but uh, extra butter for me, uh, you know, light salt, a little extra butter uh, for me. Uh, get your popcorn ready, and a lot of uh, you, I know, will be enjoying your beverages of choice. Be a lot of drunk texting tonight. I don't recommend that even more than I recommend drunk driving, but I know it's going to happen. <laughs> so I'll be on the lookout for your drunk text tonight. I know it's going to happen. It happens every time something of significance like this goes on. Your state of unions, what have you. Uh, it's always a lot of drunk texting going on. And so when you're answering some of these texts that people are are um, shooting out there, take into account they're inebriated. They're inebriated. <laughs> Most likely, especially especially that gang that I know in D.C. Especially that gang. I know they are. So, here we go. Now, check this out. Um, it will be the most watched uh, Democrat, will it be the most watched debate uh, in the history of um, debates, period, going back to televised, anyway. Uh, of course, going back to, um, and of course, back in the Lincoln-Douglas days and anything uh, going back that way, it couldn't possibly be as many people as going to watch this. As many as 100,000, maybe more, 100, 100 million, uh, maybe more people would be watching this. Nothing like that could ever occur back in the days of Lincoln-Douglas. And um, nothing like that, I don't think, could ever occur because our um, numbers, our population numbers weren't nearly as what they are now back in the 60s when you had the Kennedy-Nixon debates. And um, no one was as interested through the 70s, 80s, and 90s, even though he had some really great runs there. And all through uh, the, the the first 10 years of the 2000s, he had some really great runs there. He really did. But it got interesting. It heated up when Barack came along, no doubt about that, and interest in politics from all quarters in American um, sectors and so forth, uh, got to be a, a little bit more, um, you know, enlightened. In, 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 in I will give credit to Barack Obama for breathing that type of interest back into the political landscape. Bill Clinton, uh, of course, 
started that ball rolling uh, with the various scandals and so forth that he went through as president. But Bill was a great politician. I don't care what Bill, uh, you know, I've met Bill on, on several occasions. And I got to tell you, Bill, Barack and Bill, both of them are, are impressive individuals. Bill more for both of them, incredible intellects. Both of them are in great intellects, both liberals to the core, not Jeffersonian, but liberals to the core. Clinton more Jeffersonian liberal than Obama is, but Obama more Marxist liberal. But um, Bill was a, probably the, the best politician that um, we have produced in, in so far in the last two centuries, the 1900s and the 2000s, so far. Um, even though the president is not a politician, the president is going, I think history is going to record, especially when we talk about uh, the peace plan, the peace plan that this president has is initiated between the Israelis and the uh, Arab Emirates. When we talk about uh, how he is getting things done in the black community, uh, you know, and how he has actually moved the capital of uh, Jerusalem, the capital of Israel, back to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv. Um, I think history is going to record. Maybe not uh, the talking heads of the day, of today, but when history looks back and actually take an honest evaluation and I'm talking about academics and historians, they're going to have to say that Donald John Trump, though he was a, a businessman and not a politician, he did operate within the political realm as a businessman and a negotiator with extreme expertise. He may actually knock Bill Clinton off the the throne. as he, I think Trump may go down as being the greatest politician of this century because there's so much that uh, came into this century from the last century that America was wrestling with even though we had presidents who had promised to take care of it they didn't do it and so when we think about um, you know what this president has been able to put in place. And when he puts this uh, new Supreme Court justice on the court, I think Donald John Trump will go down as the uh, best politician that America produced in this century. And you may say that, you know, I'm really, really overstating. I don't think so. Friends, because the news media, because the media has been so unkind to this president, America does not even recognize the, the type of accomplishments. And, and not only the type of accomplishments that Donald John Trump has uh, uh, achieved, but, but, but also... Uh, the magnitude, the magnitude and, and the time that the short frame of time that he has accomplished these things. America 
has no clue. And so, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you. When it's when his administration is looked at honestly, when his accomplishments are looked at honestly, I would love him, like him, whatever. I, you know, hate him, whatever. You're going to have to admit that this this is real. This man accomplished this, this, and this. I mean, the economy was absolutely booming to heights that were nose bleeding. Financiers, nose financiers were having nosebleeds as high as this thing was going. I mean, it, it was it, it was it was so incredibly and hysterically successful that it it it, it 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 actually stimulated thoughts of fear because as great as the rise was, the fall would have to be incredible if it did go down. But there were no signs of that, and all the while the president was building safety nets to ensure in his administration the regulatory actions. Regulate, yeah, regulatory actions that it would that it would could sustain itself, and then no fault of his, no fault of the president's whatsoever. Then an international virus, a, a virus struck us internationally, struck the world. And shut down. Truly. America. And I understand. America was already the greatest wealth producing machine the world had ever known. We were already that. But what the president was creating. Was the largest economic engine. To benefit mankind. That everybody's going to listen. We weren't going to be the idiots anymore. Just bearing the load for everybody. People were going to have to pull their weight. We weren't just we weren't just going. It was going to be good for everybody. The president had been saying that we've been chumps, we've been stupid in the way that we had been negotiating with these people because we were paying the weight of all of this. For our, for our allies and our constituents, we were paying their way. And they were just going along. So the president put a stop to it, right? And now, and now, because we've been rescued from our own stupidity, the president is under fire for that. And you nominate Joseph Biden for the Nobel Prize because someone says that he brought peace or he brought calm to the streets of America when they were aflamed by uh, the, the viciousness and the between the line, the divisiveness that somebody thinks that the president, it was Joe Biden's people. It was the Bernie Sanders, the Ocasio-Cortez. Yes, the Kamala Harris's 
Yes, and yes, even Nancy Pelosi supporting Black Lives Matter. She stands with them. Don't you remember that? It's, that's Joe Biden's crowd. And he gets a Nobel Peace Prize nomination for that? For, for, for bringing calm? They, they're the ones who keep up the, the rabble in the streets. They're the ones who are seeing to it that this stuff is being paid for. And he gets a Nobel Prize for bringing a calm, a calming influence to that. He's the one who threw the match on the flame. Oh, Joe, I know you don't want it, want that label. I understand this, folks. Joe Biden, if it's left to Joe Biden, would never. I, I, I got to tell you the truth. I don't believe Joe Biden would ever go along with uh, uh burning down buildings but hey joe by your uh complicit actions with those who do you are guilty too if you were caught with them joe even though you didn't throw the match joe we'd have to take you down too you go to you go to jail joe if we were in fact boiling it all down to where the match that set these cities on fire came from and who was involved in it if it all boiled down joe you'd be there with them you'd go in too joe and black folks remember this it was that joe biden not too long ago who said if you don't vote for joe biden vote for trump you ain't black Boy, he said ain't Oh, that, how condescending is that to you, black folks? He figured he had to say ain't in order for you black folks to really, uh, you know, get that. Oh, you didn't mind it, though, did you? He'd get away with it. But just imagine if Donald Trump had said the same doggone thing. That's just how deceived, twisted your minds have become. You let Joe Biden get around with uh, patronizing you, but <laughs> you get offended if Donald John Trump tells you the truth and that, and that is you've been patronized <laughs> and I understand it. I get it. I get it. I get it. When you've been defending a certain position for so long, you feel obligated to continue defending that position and you'll look stupid. Oh Yeah. And that is exactly why so many black folks will not abandon that position, because if they do, that egg is going to dry on their face. You look stupid. So they trudge right along, walking in the rut of ignorance, holding hands with fools, even though they know better. And that's the most foolish thing you can possibly do. No better, but we well, I'm going to do this anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. That's life in the uh, fast lane for you, baby. Surely make you lose your mind. Life in the fast lane. Anyway. <laughs> 
Great Eagles song. Been up and down this highway all day long. I ain't seen a thing. <laughs> Nothing. That's what's happening with the Democrats. They've been up and down this highway. Ain't seen a nothing thing. Live in the fast lane, you Democrats have been playing it fast and loose. But guess what? It's catching up with you. And I have a feeling. I just got a feeling. I've got got a feeling. It's coming on tonight. Tonight, tonight. Get your popcorn ready. This will be the battle royale. Tonight, tonight, if you if you, if you for some reason I'm on the road and you happen to hear this program again, that was I'm, I'm saying this futuristically. I'm I'm saying it prophetically. You had witnessed the battle royale between Joe Biden and you are going to see. One or two things, that's all that's the only way it can turn out. And it's going to be very easy for Joe Biden and the president just simply has, the president simply has to be himself. He, and he's doing the right thing. Don't over prepare for this. He's been out and out and about. He's been on. He's answered more questions from reporters and Chris Wallace and whoever else than anybody. Other other politician that's ever held any other president that's ever held the office. So he's 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 battle sharpened. You don't have to worry about the president being ready. He's battle tested. He's battle sharpened. He'll be ready. And, 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 and I certainly hope that I hear him say these words. Hear me now. Team Trump, war room, hear me. I certainly hope he says these words. Let him say these words. Joe, glad to see you. Glad you're here tonight. Surprised you showed up. Oh, Mr. President, hit him with that. Because for a time there, you know, uh, it, 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 it was questionable whether Joe would show up at all. You heard it on the C.L. Bryant show, Mr. President. Team Trump, war room. You know, you know this will work. That You know this will score. Let it score. Let it score. Let it score. Joe, glad to see you. Glad you're here tonight. I'm surprised you showed up. Oh, Mr. President, let's take the gloves off. Let's slap him around from the opening bell. I was one of those aggressive boxers. And I think the president is too. I was an aggressive boxer. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I was very aggressive. I um, wasn't like Ali or anything like that. It was more like smoking Joe. Yeah. I was after you. It's my personality. I don't know. I have, a, I have sort of a two thing personality. I can, I can be aggressive when I need to be. But there's a side of me that. Not aggressive at all. <laughs> uh, the president's going to come out swinging tonight. He cannot be passive whatsoever. Decapitate Biden, Mr. President. Your battle test that you know how to swing the sword. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I worth keeping so you clean me 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day. In the USA. This is one of those great American days where something's happening in America. You know, all of the indications from um, the people in Europe, people that, you know, I ran into this guy on the plane. He's from Ukraine. And um, Igor, it's the name of thing. We, we traded telephone numbers and everything. I had to call Igor. Uh, in fact, I may call him tonight before the debates because he said that um, with the burning, the burning down of buildings and so forth in the streets of America, there are people in Europe who are fed this on their television sets. And they watch it just like theater almost, watching America come unraveled, right? And so you have this European uh, lawmaker who, pardon me, actually has given, uh, nominated Joe Biden for the Nobel Prize because he he says that he brought calm to uh, America. Yeah, streets when they were aflame and the citizens were divided. What an idiot. Well, I can tell you this much. If the president comes out tonight, you're hearing it here on the C.L. Bryant show first. And I want you to listen for this phrase. Joe, glad you're here. <laughs> glad to see you. Glad you, sh- glad you came. I'm surprised you showed up. Mr. President, you will have him you can have I don't know if any of you remember what I know you older guys like me remember what Indian wrestling is but you'll 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 have him totally off balance the entire night if you come out and hit him with that team Trump war room hear me (laughs) know what I'm saying I'm one of the advisors there to the Trump campaign I am advising (laughs) you better do it you better do it Now, here we go. Let me say this to uh, you all again. When um, we talk about relief packages for American people, I think everyone knows that uh, it is Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, who has held up any type of relief packages. And really, I I know as much as people are hurting, I I know people who are hurting. I'm talking about people who are close to me, um, who are in business and uh, and friends. And down here in Louisiana, we had a hurricane come through in two two different spots. And and then one, it was just a lot of water, a lot of flooding. And there are people that I know, I know, I know are hurting. 
and all of them. And of course, they've gone through all the money that was sent uh, through them, you know, because people do that. People tend to spend money. And I know we have spent a lot of money. Listen, Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez's love child could not have dreamed of spending the type of money that we have spent in this country on uh, this coronavirus, um, you know, thing. And it's going away. Things are, are relaxing. And, but the, the problem is this. The, the point is this. We should have never, never have gone through any of this. President, uh, I think, said it best or asked the question best. Uh, if the mask work, if the mask work, then why shut down business? And if the mask don't work, then why wear them? Huh? And and it's one really that science, uh, none of the Dems have even approached answering because uh, really it's it's just a common sense question and and we're void of common sense. That's the problem. It's a common sense question and we have become void of common sense. That's a problem. If the masks work, then why did we have to shut down business? We never, I mean, people never stopped shopping, uh, you know, in the Walmarts, and people never stopped. People never stopped driving their cars anywhere. They never, people never stopped. And the mask, if they work, why, why shut down business? Like we did, and just ruin an economy like we did. Why? Why? And if they don't work, then why, why are we wearing these things? Why are they, you know, it's just so sickening on the airlines. And, you know, all of you know, I fly a lot. I I fly a lot. And, um, in fact, I just got word from Dursey that uh, you folks up in Michigan, I'll be coming up there on the 8th of uh, this month. And then I'll be headed over to um, North Carolina. Yeah, I'll be headed over to North Carolina. Um then I'll be going somewhere else. But it's it's all about um, getting this president, Donald John Trump, reelected. Because I'm going to tell you something. This will be the, f- I've been to inaugural balls before, but this will be the first inauguration that I will be attending. Plus one. <laughs> I already know who that plus one's going to be, so don't worry about any of that. I already know who that's going to be, so don't bother calling me. <laughs> don't bother texting me. Don't blow me up. The plus one's already been decided. But this will be the first inauguration that I will be attending. I've been to the balls. I've been to some of the balls, but I haven't been to the inauguration ceremony. Yeah, I have selfish reasons for wanting him, yes, to be uh, reelected, and that's one. That's a part of that's a that's that's a part of uh, my selfish my selfish reason. But but uh, beyond having to going to this solemn occasion of the the uh, inauguration, 
we are talking here a president who very well may be able to nominate in the next two or three years another justice to the Supreme Court. And I have a feeling it might be a Latino woman. And uh, if we find, if we find, uh, uh, I tell you what, the president finds a good qualified black woman. But I, th- I, I think uh, that, that that would be just dandy. But I think that it, it should be. We ha- we've had black representation on the Supreme Court, you know, and uh, I think it should be uh, that the Latino woman, she um, the Cuban, the Cuban woman. Uh, judge, I, I, for some reason, her name, um, oh my God, I don't want to mess up her name. But you know what I'm talking about. The one that it, he was second to Amy Coney Barrett, who was just absolutely fabulous. Follow me on Twitter at Rev, R-E-V-C-L Bryant, and uh, you, will be, you will be able to see this uh, really um, good video that uh, we have posted there. A friend of mine uh, took that shot. It was a great shot that she took. And uh, there with the staging, the the ocean behind me and so forth. It was and it's uh, gangbusters on our Freedom Works Facebook as well as uh, their Twitter, uh, my Twitter, my personal Twitter and and all of that. And some of you responded to that. And so the truth is, friends, all of the things that they have gone after. Uh, candidates on like Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, all the things that they try to go after them on and and, and all the, the cards, like the race card that they have tried to play. I, I want to see how they're going to try to play that on her. I They have been doing very well at, at, at using up the rope and then hanging themselves like that that dog who comes at you and uh, doesn't he know that rope is around his neck and he just uh, the Dems are doing that to themselves I mean I, you know, I like I like watching it I love seeing him just run to the end of their chain and and, and they're, tonight tonight I, I just I just got this feeling don't you I just got this feeling because I know that the president is is battle tested he is ready. He, one of the reasons why he takes all these questions. You see, you don't understand this. One of the reasons, if you, if you have some insight into, the, into, this president, into this president, let me tell you something. One of the reasons why he takes all these stupid questions from uh, reporters and so forth, and one of the reasons why he uh, has, it, it has been uh, the president who has had more, has given more press uh, exposure than any other president is because he tests himself that way. He knows that he wasn't uh, the politician who was slick about it, but if you watch how he has grown, my God, how this president has grown, and you're going to see a very mature president of the United States. I'm telling you, you are. He's going to be the president. And I'm listen, I, yes, I am purposely raising the bar for Donald John Trump because you are going to see a man who has grown into 
an office that is the most lofty office in the world. You will see a president who has grown into that office. Joe Biden will pale in comparison to him. Now, in saying that, let me tell you this. I know that we may have very well set it up so that all that Joe Biden has to do is show up. We have given him such a low hurdle to to jump over. But the problem is this, and, and I think the reality is this. Joe Biden still has low energy and everybody, even those in his camp, They may say high expectations, but they're thinking low. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I talk to those. I talk to at least one or two daily who who are in the know over there. And, yeah, of course, the mantra is, of course, Joe's ready for it. We've got him. We got him jacked up and everything, you know. But the truth is. But the truth is they're thinking low. If Joe walks onto the stage, stands there and is able to respond somewhat to the questions that are asked him, the New York Times tomorrow will declare him the winner. You better believe that. The New York Times tomorrow will declare Joe Biden the winner. If he walks out on stage, smiles and stands there and somewhat answers the questions that are asked of him, the New York Times tomorrow will declare him the winner. That's how low the, ex, the, the, the expectations are of Joe Biden. He doesn't have to say anything of substance. Just survive. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here daily throughout the fruited plains of our nation on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and it's great to be back with you folks. I've been gone for a few days, and that just may be par for the course. I want to tell you folks up in Michigan, I just got word I'll be headed up that way on the 8th of uh, this month and then we're going to make a swing over to North Carolina uh on the 9th and 10th of uh of 19th and the 11th of this month. So we need uh, we need Michigan. We got to have it. We must have North Carolina and you folks in Pennsylvania it looks like we're going to be swinging back through there as well. And uh, so so just pay attention to what's going on. And also friends, let's pay attention to the landscape around you. And don't let people, especially people in this cancel culture uh generation tell you that our history is something that is absolutely uh, atrocious and something that uh, it should be wiped out. You know, I have a good friend, um, and he's an attorney uh, right here in our hometown of, Sh- of Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, Mark, and I'm going to leave out any any names. And uh, he's a very good friend. He has been a confidant of mine, and I almost feel bad that we don't talk as, as often as we should because he is a, a really I, – I want him to know that I value his friendship. And so I have him on here with me uh, today. Uh, he is Louisiana lawyer for uh, 33 years, LSU grad, uh, and uh, let me tell you something. I want to just say go Tigers because, uh, hey – I was LSUS up here for a little while. That's where I got into school. Tried to go down there on the campus, but I didn't have the de- discipline for that. Uh, Louisiana lawyers are some of the very best. He's uh, uh, from a family of them and served, uh, who have served on the Louisiana Supreme Court during the days of the Kingfish himself, Huey P. Long. Friends, I want you to help me welcome back to our show, VCL Bryan Show, my good friend. Attorney Mark, how are you, friend? CL, good to talk to you again, friend, and then uh, I value your friendship as well. Thank you so much for that, Mark. Mark, I want to get into something that I know that you have insight and you have expertise on it as well. Now, we've just gotten a nominee for the Supreme Court. I think she's just fantastic in my in my cornfield uh, way of looking at it. But tell me from an attorney's standpoint, someone who has who is definitely a conservative. And I want to tell you folks that you're talking to two conservatives, one white, one black from the same city in the south. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Mark, how do you how do you how do you view Amy uh, Coney Barrett? Well, she's a nominee who, in the past, would have been a, approved a hundred to nothing. In the old days, before the litmus test came into vogue for Supreme Court nominees, which was brought in by the the Democrats, by the way, uh, justice nominees were voted on whether they're competent or not, whether they had the scholarship, whether they had the legal background. And we didn't look at what their views were because the Supreme Court is not a policy-making body. Their job is to interpret the law, the Supreme from the Constitution on down. And so you look at their competency, their qualifications. It's it's only been since really uh, Justice Bork, 
uh, when the Democrats attacked him because he was conservative, that they've made this a game ever since then, and it's gotten to be a very ugly game. But she is highly qualified. She is brilliant. Top of her class, Notre Dame, a top law school, which usually is always a requirement. And she, her credentials are impeccable. Uh, it, it shouldn't even be a controversy at all. Mark, let me ask you this. When you you use the phrase interpret the law. Now, 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 friends, I want you to hear me across country and wherever you are, maybe across the globe. I, 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 but I know here in this country, we hear this a lot. Uh, it, it, the interpretation of the Constitution, interpretation of the law. Mark, when an attorney says that, when we hear that from a legal mind, what are we hearing? What do we what, what, what's America should we hear? What we should hear? Well, every lawyer is taught as a fundamental principle in the year one of law school that you interpret uh, documents, whether it be a constitution, a statute, or even a contract provision, by reading the plain wording of the document. And you don't twist the words. You just you accept what they're plain meaning in. And only if it's vague or ambiguous do you go into what we call further interpretation. You look at the legislative history, if it's a statute, or you look at the intent of the parties, if it's a contract. But only if it's vague or not clear on its face. On its face means if it's obvious. And so... That's what courts are supposed to do, absolutely, and say, look, that's what this word means. And it doesn't matter what my views are as a justice, whether I like the law or don't like the law. I I say, this is what the rules say. This is what the word means, and therefore that's how it's kind of interpreted. And if we get into the discussion of conservative justices, she is – conservative because she's an originalist which means she does that she says yeah i do the way i was trained i interpret the plain meaning of the law and sometimes even a conservative so-called conservative judge reads a law that says hey that's what that word means and they give a ruling that conservative politically conservative people may not like but they're being honest to the true meaning of being an, uh, an originalist and doing their job whereas the more liberal judges are kind of uh agenda oriented they look at in my view and i learned i I formed this view in law school i said this judge just looks at the parties who he wants to win and then argues like a lawyer instead of a judge toward that end and that is not what a lawyer is supposed to do or a judge and certainly a justice of the Supreme Court. Let me ask you this then, because Mark, and you see, I want to thank my producer for uh, having having you on today, because this is the perfect day to have this on. Folks, get your popcorn out, your beverages of choice, uh, whatever it is. I don't I recommend drinking and driving, so you drink whatever you want as far as that's concerned. Uh, but tonight is going to be one of those nights where America is going to be drunk texting, I know. And so do not drink and drive. Don't, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend drinking testing or, or, or texting but tonight is one of those nights and uh, but have fun out there America and listen close because there, th- this question has to be asked and I think Chris Wallace might just be on it tonight uh, Mark let me ask you this when we when we talk about then uh, a justice who ascends to the Supreme Court and then uh, is that why we have amendments to the Constitution because there are some vague places in the Constitution that might have to have been amendment amended, but does the Constitution on its uh, spirit from its from its writing the words that are there in black and white 
do we uh, look for a, a judge who looks for the original meaning of those things? Talk to us about that. Yeah, the, uh, the original meaning, the Constitution is written in broad terms, and it's, it's, it's kind of like an envelope or a framework. And basically it's saying Congress has the power, and the power is given to Congress and President, Articles 1 and Articles 2, so on. It says as long as what you do stays within this framework, it's when a statute starts to touch the barrier that it gets challenged by somebody who's who doesn't like it. And then the court has to look at the statute and they get all these tests, whether it's narrowly tailored or whether this issue deserves strict scrutiny or not. A whole bunch of that mumbo, jumbo legal stuff. But this is these are the tests that the courts follow. And what's interesting that the, the nine justices all pretty much know the process of analyzing it. But they end up with different results because uh, they take the word and meet, move it around differently. But the the test in the process is similar. They all agree on that. And that, that's why the, um, Justice, um, the one that just passed away, I'm, I'm going blank on that. She and uh, Ginsburg, Ginsburg. Ginsburg was, was good friends uh, with Scalia, even though they were just a polls on the policy because nine me five out of a hundred cases are don't involve certain something controversial. They're talking about the words in the tax code and, and how to apply that to a particular case. So it's only one case in 50 that it really has headline type stuff, but they you're supposed to interpret it based on, as I said at the outset, the plain meaning of the words. And some of them get carried away because if they have an agenda, they what we call torture the words meaning twist them around to where they're unrecognizable and that's where interpretation abuse gets and and activist judges which most of them have been uh from the left have taken that as a it's been an unfortunate part of our history that they've tried to use the court to undo what they don't if they've lost in the legislature and, and they, <laughs> that's, that's really done some damage to our constitution. And you know what, Mark, let me ask you this. Uh, when we, you and I uh, remember Ronald Reagan, Tip O'Neill, you know, and you just mentioned Ginsburg and Scalia, uh, who were friends and Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill were, were friends. They were friends. And mm-hmm. what is, what is, what happened to the era when our politicians that we'd send up to the Hill, could actually get our business done without the type of, I just have to say it, Mark, crap that's going on right now. I mean, there was a time in America when we actually got business done. Is it just during the the latter part of the George W. era and all of the Obama era that we are seeing this type of discord? I mean, when did it occur? When did you start seeing it? Well, it's been going on a long time, but it's been growing. It's been more and more liberal. Got the uh, movement in over that time, and yes, it's gotten now ugly. Is what you said in the last few years. It's the worst I've ever seen. And of course, with Trump, the way they treated him is unlike anything before. And I think, in my own view, is that part of the problem for the the powder keg has been the media. We used to have an objective, somewhat objective media. We knew they were liberal in the sixties and seventies, and they were growing more liberal all the time. But they also were true to their profession of try at least to have an appearance 
of objectivity. And so the real story could get out and people could decide. So people would be civil to each other because if they were ugly, it would hurt them. But now it's like they can get away with it because the media is just a totally monolithic narrative pro-Democrat, anti-Republican or conservative, and so they can get away with it. And I think, in my view, the reason it's gotten so much uglier and hateful is that they can get away with it because the truth it can, can be covered up, whereas in the old days, the truth couldn't stay covered up for long. It would eventually come out. That's Mark, my own view of it. Mark, let me ask you this then. Uh, let's switch to uh, what's going on tonight. We, we touched upon it uh, a little bit, but tonight uh, you have Joe Biden uh, gets his chance to, to show he can stand there without uh, falling apart. And I think the president is bad. I know. In fact, Mark, I know the president is battle test. He is ready. He's biting at the bits to go. In fact, folks, you know I've submitted uh, my statement for him to say there on the stage tonight. We'll see what happens. Y'all keep an eye out for it. I'm hoping he says, Joe, uh, good to see you. Uh, Glad you're here tonight. I'm surprised you showed up. If the president comes out swinging like that, I think he'll keep uh, Joe Biden off uh, balance all the time. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark, let me ask you this. And my special guest is Attorney Mark. He's on with me here, a friend of mine. And both of us are Southern boys from the great state of Louisiana and the great town, hometown of Shreveport. And uh, we're doing our bit to try to keep Shreveport stabilized as long as I'm here, Mark, as long as I'm here. But anyway, yeah. let me let me ask you this, man. Uh, when we look at this debate tonight, uh, which would probably be the most watched uh, in the history of televised debates since Jack Kennedy and, and Dick Nixon, uh, when we look at this tonight, what are we looking for? Have we set the bar too low for Joe Biden? Does he, does he only have to show up? I mean, what, what's, what's going to happen here tonight? Talk to us. Well, there's different schools of thought on this. Some people say that debates don't ever win it for anybody, but you can lose it at a debate. They say Nixon sweating and, and George H.W. Bush looking at his watch and all those things is where they lost it. I, I don't know that that's true, but they have to have something to talk about in the media. And you know tomorrow, no matter what, the media is going to say that Biden won. Okay, so but people who tune in, and I hope you're right, if they tune in and they'll actually see for themselves, uh, I think Biden can lose it because everybody's worried about his uh, mental acuity at this point. And they're prepping him, and maybe he'll get through it. And, And unfortunately, if he gets through it okay, they may say, well, then that's a win because he didn't, step in any holes but he used to step in holes when he before he started having dementia he <laughs> was true. a he was a gaff machine back 20 years ago <laughs> and so uh they're worried about him they're really worried about him. And I, I thought it was interesting at the democratic convention um, bill clinton spoke you know obviously in favor of the nominee and all the party stuff and i started thinking well let me see bill clinton was president for eight years He's been out of office for 20 years. Wow. And he's still four years younger than Joe Biden. Wow. (laughs) And and they say age doesn't matter. And they tried to say that with Reagan only because of his age. Well, but he didn't show any symptoms of age. He was strong and powerful, and yet he was younger when he left office than than Biden will be in his first term. Ronald Reagan was something. He was something else. They'll say it. It's definitely an issue, and everybody's going to be watching whether and, – and some people think Biden will just won't answer the question. He'll just go to some rote uh, attack on, on 
Trump and try to skate with that and not lose it. And if he doesn't lose it, you know, but I personally don't believe the polls either. So uh, I, I don't think that's, that's the whole story. Mark, if uh, I imagine if Joe Biden was hearing you talk, he'd say, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I think we may. I don't know if we'll ever hear that on the stage tonight. But uh, Joe, I, 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 I'm with you, Mark, as far as that's concerned. Uh, stay with me on the other side. I hope you can stay with me through the, through the break, Mark, because I, I have Certainly. this thing to, to talk to you about. Uh, this cancel culture thing is something that I think that uh, you and I can uh, talk to. Uh, from a southern man uh, point of view. And folks, let me tell you something out there. You folks out there, uh, I want you to hear, stay tuned to this conversation that's coming up between uh, my good friend, Attorney Mark, and myself. Because as I said to you earlier, that he is a southern white man. I am a southern black man. And I know that many of you may not consider uh, blacks who grow up in the south as southerners. Yes, we are. And the strangest thing that you and other parts of the country may not understand about Southerners is that Southerners have these many things in common, white or black, whoever we are. Uh, one, we eat the same foods. Uh, you Northerners don't. I mean, you know, you, and you go into Chicago and different neighborhoods and so forth, the food's different. In the South, we enjoy the same kind of foods, white or black. We believe in our faith. Our, we're people of faith down here, and, and usually it's uh, evangelical and uh, in, in nature, fundamentalist in nature. That's, that's the way we are, white or black. We have the same moral code in the South, white or black. And Margaret Odom and I can, can speak to this as far as the cancel culture is concerned. I, I've told you all, uh, and it's in my book, it's in my, I was born in a hospital called Confederate Memorial Hospital. It changed the name to LSU uh, Hospital over the years, and I think it's Oshner and what have you, over the years. But uh, some people are horrified when I say that on the road, that you were born in Confederate Memorial Hospital. Yeah, and if you change any part of that history in my life, you have changed my entire history. America, I'm proud of that. It's a part of my entire makeup. I'm a Southerner. America is who she is because of the history we have. When we return, Attorney Mark and I will open that up and climb into it and and tell you why. We should let all of those monuments, whatever they are, whoever they, whatever it is that you're trying to cancel, stay exactly where they are. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Coast to coast, border to border, over the most listened to platform in the country, Red State. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. 
lifted high Our hearts are bowing in reverence CL back with you on this great day in the USA Always getting text and so forth in between Forgive me for coming in a little late But I'm better late, I guess, than never on live radio. And I have on with me my good buddy, uh, Attorney Mark, is on. He has been a regular on the show in times past, and uh, he's on with me today. Always gives interesting insight from uh, the legal perspective because that's the kind of mind he has been trained to have. And, of course, that's his pedigree from his family. And he has given us the insight for the, uh, the Supreme Court pick. The insight for what could and might happen on the debate stage tonight. But friends, because he and I are both Southerners and Southerners, uh, Southern white men in particular, and, and then even us Southern black men who lean, lean conservative are probably the two most uh, misunderstood groups of men on the face of the entire planet. And so uh, here we go. And let's open this up for conversation between myself and Attorney Mark. And we'll soon have the phone lines open so that we can uh, talk about this with your calls and so forth. Mark, uh, this cancer culture thing that's going on in this country right now what do you think the true end game for that is it can't be what they're saying talk to us well however you define that but part of the ugliness that we've talked about earlier is that they're actually avoiding I'm talking about the left the 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 liberals, whatever the, the terms were, progressive, they don't really want to have a real dialogue on anything. They want to, their strategy is to shut down discussion. And they, they do one of two things. Uh, you know, back when I was in middle and high school, started having civics classes and debating things, you know, we would discuss them, honestly, look at the facts, give different opinions, and then go off and remain friends, like we talked about earlier with uh, Reagan and, and Tip O'Neill. Now, the left has brought in the template that they immediately identify the parties, and if and what they try to do is villainize our side. No matter what we do, uh, call you a racist, call you hateful, say you're motivated by hate, and therefore disqualify you from speaking, and then they give themselves license to censor you. Well, you're a bad person, so you can't talk, so you have to sit down and shut up. And on the other side, they they or their constituents are all victims. And if they're victims, then they don't have to legitimize their argument either. They just say, hey, we win by default because it's owed to us. And and, and once again, say, sit down and shut up. So their approach to everything is really to shut down honest discussion. They've changed the rules. And this, this, this cancel culture and all the other things, hateful things, have come out of it. They've given themselves license to be hateful, to censor, to be mean-spirited, because they have determined that you're that way, even without proving it at all. And that's how they've treated Trump now for almost four years. They, in fact, the pattern has become whatever they say about Trump, is not true. They'd have no evidence for it, but it usually is true about them. And yeah. that's, and, and, and because, like I said earlier, because of the media, they can get away with it. And that's why it's turned so bad. So the counter, the, the cancel culture and all those things and the ugliness, those things are all related to this, uh, this MO, this modus operandi, the way they speak, you know, are you a villain? Are you a victim? 
and that's all that matters, and then shut you down. And it's it's the my advanced age. It's the ugliest period of dialogue in my memory uh, by far, wow. and it's it's very troubling, very wow. troubling. And I'm right there with you, Mark. You know, because um, when we think back, and you and I were both here on alive on planet Earth, and uh, you know, kind of, we, we, um, you know, you're just a couple of years older than I am, but we were we were kids, of course, but but just the same. We remember 1964. We remember 1965. Our parents uh, were a part of all that, you know, you know that, that's going on here. And the, the the monuments that are in front of the courthouse, the one you know that you and I know that I'm talking about downtown, it, it was there when the Civil Rights Act was of 64 and 65 were signed, uh, and and all of those statues and images around the country were there when Dr. King uh, did all of his marches. And they didn't stop. My point is this, Mark. Those statues were not King's focus point. They were they didn't hinder the work of America progressing. Is it possible that what you've just said uh, uh, is ignoring the fact that the images have nothing to do with the progress that has been made in this country? Why try to attack the images, Mark? Well, it's it's silly because I said many, the the statue in front of the courthouse here in Shreveport, I've walked past it a thousand times in my law practice, never once noticed the busts and the names of them and read the inscription, never once. I wasn't even interested in it. They were Confederate leaders and stuff like that. Only when attention was brought to it that I said, what is they have? And I read it. First time in 30 years. I seen Beauregard and who he was, and where I, I didn't know anything about him, and I didn't care. And and you know what people will forget is that uh, I forget his name, the guy in South Carolina that went in that church and murdered the nine black yeah. people. Yeah, and it was at that time we started having the remove the statutes stuff. Well, there's no no way that he was motivated by any statue or anything Confederate. It, just no. the reaction was out of grief and anger, which is somewhat understandable. They wanted to have some political given to them. And yet when uh, Dylan Roof was his name, he yeah. was interviewed in prison. Why did you do this? And he said, I want to start a race war. Yeah. Well, guess what? Their reaction is giving him what he wished for because now he's sitting in prison. I don't know if he's been executed or not or what. He's laughing. Because all this arguing over statues and fights and riots, he, he's getting what he wanted. He's starting a race war. And, and so it's just so counterproductive. Mark, and, you made and, me and, think about I said, well, Louis Farrakhan and the David Dukes of the world unite. I mean, I, I, you know, and, and, and this guy, this guy you're talking about, uh, there, Dylan Ruth in, in South Carolina, re- unite because all of these people are basically the same people. Louis Farrakhan, Al Sharpton, uh, David Duke, Dylan Ruth, the Ku Klux Klan, they're the same people, folks. They're laughing at you. Because they're getting exactly what they want, you idiots. Please hear me. They're doing it. So, so the, the, the country shouldn't be this divided. Mark, it's always uh, my absolute pleasure to uh, talk to you. Uh, thank you so much for being there. Is there anything specifically that you want to leave the audience with here today about what we should look for and where we're headed as we head toward November 3rd? Well, I think the, those of us on the right need to stay the course as far as being civil and being kind. Don't don't take the bait. However, 
we don't also need to be like some of our rhino friends who think we have to cave in to everything the other side's saying because that doesn't work either. We need to stand firm but do it with the values that we've always had. Be who we are Be and be honest. And I, I, my hope and prayer is that people will see it in the long run. And uh, I think I, I believe that the president will be reelected. I believe and certainly uh, Miss Barrett will be uh, take her seat with the Supreme Court. And uh, despite the, the acrimony and the screaming, the good things will still happen. You know, Mark, um, uh, everybody who speaks of you, and I know that it's true myself, uh, I appreciate you being the honest man, the trustworthy man that you are. So I, I want, I, I've asked uh, many people this question. I don't think I've ever asked you this question, but I've asked everybody from Sean Hannity to Judge Janine uh, this question, and it's about legacy. Uh, you, you have come from a great legacy in your family, but each man has to leave his own. When uh, you and your lovely wife are sitting there on the porch looking into the sunset, uh, looking off into the distance, your legacy, Mark, what would you want people to say about you? That, that I was an honest man, that I did what I just said, I hope that we continue to do, that I spoke my mind in a civil and loving way, true to my Christian beliefs and treat everybody with respect it's not about it's we're, we're individuals we're not groups that, that's the other thing that's so divisive putting people in groups is is a lot of the ugliness we're not groups you're cl bryant and i'm i'm no, yeah you're, you're attorney yeah, Mark. it's not it's relevant for some discussion to point out that you're black and i'm white but that's not who we are it's it's your CL and I'm Mark. That's right. really who we are, and right. we can return to that instead of putting a villain label. Which the villain label comes from the groups, or the victim label comes from the groups. And so, if we focus on individuals, it'll be harder for them to put those labels, and therefore harder for them to divide us. Wow! So you folks see why I wanted to have him on. See why I love his counsel. God bless you and God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight, Mark, Attorney Mark, because uh, you are fighting the good fight. Thank you again for being on with me here today. God bless. Talk to you soon. Thank you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Attorney Mark on the CL Bryant Show. And I want to thank each and every one of you coming along with us here today as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. I know this. I know this to be absolutely the truth. And the truth is what uh, we are uh, going to see, I do believe, tonight. On that debate stage, I do believe we're going to see this truth on that debate on, on, on the debate stage tonight come out. And the truth is, there is a vast, vast difference between the ideology of what Biden is going to have to wave around. And if the questions are asked right now, hear me, if the questions are asked, the, if, well, if the, if the right questions are asked, you're going to get the right answer because Biden's going to have to say what his handlers and his puppeteers uh, meant, uh, 
Marion, uh, well, yeah, puppeteers, puppet masters, that's it, puppet masters, have to say to him, he, he has a job to do tonight, and it is to introduce a socialist agenda mask that is going to be masked, ED, masked tonight. It's going to be an, a socialist agenda that he is going to try and mask. It will be masked. So watch out for it. I promise you that's going to be the case. I promise you that's going to be the case. And so when we look at uh, the importance of watching this tonight and and hey, his handlers have been extraordinarily stupid in my opinion. But they had to work with what they had. So if all Joe can give them is all Joe can give them, and, and evidently that, that's, the, that's the situation here, then they uh, had to work. He couldn't go. He had to follow the, the narrative that this coronavirus thing is going to kill folks. And, you know, Joe is 70. You know, Mark uh, uh, told us here a little bit ago that Bill Clinton has been out of office as president of the United States for 20 years. Yeah. I you know I hadn't given thought to that, but that, this is so true. Bill Clinton has been out of office for 20 years. He served two terms as president of the United States and has been out of office for 20 years. And he's still four years younger than Joe Biden is. <laughs> Friends, they chose him for a reason. And it's going to be interesting to see now. This is where I'm wanting to get to with this. It's going to be interesting to see now whether or not he, they get their money's worth. And what happens if he fails in his mission? You know that uh, they are going to check tonight for earpieces to see if there was in there's any any transmission to questions from some other source. The president sort of insisted on that. <laughs> you know, I you know because I know, I know. Listen, I know. I've been around him. I'm telling you, I know he is ready. He's ready. The, the news media has actually done him a favor, and I consider it to be an act of God. The way they have prepped him, they have tried to attack him, they've tried to pull him down, but God has intended what they thought was evil. He has turned it to some good for this president because it's good that this president is going to, uh, it has been through all of this. It's good. That's a good thing. Because he's battle tested. He is ready for this. He's ready for Chris Wallace. He's ready. 
Bill Hemmer, he's ready. Whoever it is, he's ready. Joe Biden, hiding out in the basement, not talking to as many reporters, not so much. Not so much. He ain't ready. I don't believe it. Although the truth, like I said, it's going to come out tonight. And ultimately, let me tell you folks something. You might as well tell the truth. I, you know, um, having come, and, and, and I've, I've always prided myself on being as being honest. As a salesman, I've been in the sales profession a long time, was in the sales profession a long time. I sold money, you know, I sold money. I was in the finance end of uh, salesmanship, sold security and that type of thing, you know, with insurance and annuities and that type of thing for a long time. And um, I, I wanted to be honest with whoever I was, my client was, whoever I was dealing with, okay? And, and, so, and, and so the truth is always better. Tell the folks what it is and what it ain't. Don't let them folks be expecting something that you, you, you know will not deliver. That's dishonest. Okay? And I, I've prided myself on if I tell you this thing uh, is going to go 140 miles an hour or whatever, or if I tell you this annuity is going to pay off uh, 12%, whatever, by golly, that's what I believe. I'm not going to tell you anything that I don't believe myself. And if I'm a liar, I'm going to be a liar because of my own ignorance. And I'll apologize profusely for that because I got duped too. Tonight on that debate stage, I just have this feeling that the truth is going to come out. And folks, that's my point. That's what I'm getting at. The truth always will rise again. You may try and crush it to the ground, but truth, as Dr. King said, crushed to the ground will rise again. And for the Democrats, my friends, I believe the truth is rising. Unfortunately for them, it's the wrong time. But fortunately for Americans, I believe the truth is rising just in time. I'll be back. I'm CL. Don't you go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. 
God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. This is going to be ugly. I'm telling you it's going to be ugly. Uh, Kamala Harris, of course, is going to be uh, questioning. I think she's the first. I think she will be the first person in our history, in our American history, uh, who will uh, be serving on a Senate committee questioning a Supreme Court nominee while running on a, a, a presidential ticket. And, of course, uh, most people uh, believe that this is the Harris-Biden ticket anyway. I think Joe Biden is absolutely out of his mind to have some with the long knives that uh, Kamala Harris had out for him as his VP. You know, but to each his own. To each his own. Kamala um, and, of course, Mike Pence are going to square off, too pretty soon and um, I cannot wait to see that because again it will be very very clear the differences in policy when they square off together Um, so All the diabolical stuff that has been going on and the truth is going to come out. And the polls are skewed. As we see a lackluster Joe Biden in the polls. Widening his lead. (laughs) Over Trump. America, don't you see through this? Sean's right. Hannity's right. Uh, when when he when he uh, says that the Dems uh, into Newsmax, the Dems are putting all their eggs in debate basket. And if that's so, if that is so, then there might be. A chance coming in just a little bit that their eggs are going to get stomped because the president is preparing to stomp Joe Biden's eggs. Don't you be surprised? And I'm, I'm, for those of you who might be listening to this in replay, because that, that happens from time to time uh, when I'm out and on the road, when you're hearing this in replay, I want you to think back. And I want you to think, didn't those eggs get stomped? The president's going to bring in uh, Hunter Biden. Uh, Hunter Biden is not going to escape scrutiny. Not tonight, he won't. And Joe is going to lose. He is going to become unglued. He's going to come unglued. When Hunter's brought out. And listen, let me tell you something, man. Uh, Hunter's his only surviving son. I understand that. But listen, Joe, you shouldn't have got him involved, man. 
You know how this game is played. We leave wives and kids out of it until you bring them into it. Until you bring them in and make them a part. I'm not talking about mentioning them or talk or, you know, introducing them or anything like that. I'm talking about making them a part of the game. You made Hunter a part of the game by getting him that job because you had to get it for him. Yes, you did, Joe. Yes, you did. You had to get someone as unqualified as your son that position. And you, Joe, and this is the truth is going to come out, folks. And the president's going to, is, 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 he's brash enough to speak the truth. That's why I love this guy. You, Joe, you did that. You did that. You made him a player. You made him a combatant in whatever political um, process that you would have to go through. Hunter would have to be a part of it. He's going to come up. And you can get mad if we mention him. You can get mad if the president mentions, mentions him. I know you're going to. But I understand. If it was my son, I'd be ticked too. If somebody was uh, coming after him, I'd be ticked. I'd be doggone ticked. You dead gum right, I'd be ticked. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you at all, Joe Biden. But. I think the truth is going to uh, rise up to meet you at the exact wrong time. You Dems have been riding a wave of uh, creating animosity. You have been riding a wave of creating bitterness. Your chickens are coming home to roost. And it's going there. The first one I'm hearing, I'm hearing the flapping of wings I'm, down in the country. A lot of times chickens would roost way up in the in the trees, you know, because a cat would have to, you know, climb up in the tree to get them. A snake wasn't going to go up there. It's uh, usually to, to try and, and because the chickens are way up on a branch somewhere. Uh, a cat's not going to go up there. Because that chicken started flapping the wings, scares that cat, he fall out that tree. Your cat's not going to go up there. <laughs> oh, my friends. You Democrats, you better say this to any Democrat. Tell them to tune in to this debate tonight so that they can watch for the, with their own eyes Reaping and sowing. I, I, I'm telling you, I believe that will occur tonight. The reaping, you, they're going to reap what they have sown. And the grim reaper for the Democrats is going to be none other than the person they have been trying to knock out of the box. I am telling you, you can believe me or not, he's ready. He's locked, he's loaded, he's got fire in his eyes, he's ready. 
the four-year barragement that w- that have been uh, been pummeled upon this president has done nothing more than thickened his skin, toughened him up, made him ready for what he will and must face tonight. He's ready. He ready. And those you of you who have supported him, and and yes, I'm. I, I'm. I don't. I know people say, well, well, well. You know, you're speaking. You're speaking uh, prematurely. You know, I wouldn't talk like that if I were you. I'd wait and see. No, friends, I have confidence that he's ready. Our president, Donald John Trump, will show up tonight on that debate stage in Cleveland, Ohio, a state that he won comfortably by nine points last presidential election cycle where he trounced Hillary Clinton in that state. He will show up on that stage tonight as ready as Ali was for uh, Sonny Liston. He's ready. And plodding along, Joe Biden will remind us of Sonny Liston, who will get knocked out. He may not need to show up for the second debate because it may be over now, maybe over time. That's the confidence I'm trusting God to give this president strength to have. Tonight, I'm saying I'm saying it aloud. Yes, I am praying that the president does well. I'm trusting God that the president does well. I'm, I am my prayer right now. And, and no, I am praying for our country when I'm praying for our president. I am not doing anything that's blasphemous or wrong. You pray for the president of the United States tonight. You pray. I am praying that America remains who she has been we're, on the course toward greatness and providing opportunity for her citizens that she has provided since her inception. And forget about all that stuff that we had to grow through. Every family does. Lord, there are things that every family looks back on and say, man, I sure wish we hadn't gone through that. But I'm glad we did because it's made us stronger. All of our American history counts. Because it has made us stronger. I'm, yeah, I had my good friend Mark Odom on. Um, I'm Mark, uh, Mark, Attorney Mark on with me. Yeah. Attorney Mark on with me. I had my good friend, Attorney Mark, on with me. Uh, and we're both Southern boys. Yeah, I had my good friend on with me. And let me tell you something, friends. We take them by individual. Attorney Mark and I were saying that. I, I, he's Mark, I'm CL. I, I, and he's right. There's not a black... I, I don't... I, I don't care if he's white. White, Mark? Are you, are you kidding me? And yes, I know Marks who are black and white. Yeah, I know Marks who are with the same name. But he, I, I, I don't look at him. I don't look at him. I look at him as friend. Or foe, if they happen to be that. And he looks at me as friend. And, and, 
and, and there are friends and foes that come in all stripes. Oh, my goodness, are you hearing me? Hear me now. There are friends and foes who come in all stripes. Everybody black ain't my friend. I want you to know that. Huh? Uh, young people, you better hear me. Everybody come in the name of black ain't your friend. And everybody who's white ain't your enemy. You better believe that. Attorney Mark made that perfectly plain. And I and, and hey, I've been telling you, I've been telling you, you vote individual and you vote your pocketbook. You vote individual, you vote your pocketbook. Because everybody black ain't your friend. Obama was not your friend. He looked like you, but he wasn't your friend. He looked like us, but he wasn't a friend. Don't make me your enemy. Because I speak against him and, and tell whatever truth. You can look back on the statisticals. Black unemployment in this country opposed to Obama, opposed to Donald John Trump. The, the facts speak for themselves, okay? That's all I'm saying. So, thank God. Get your popcorn out. Get it ready. Don't do a whole lot of drunk texting tonight. Don't do it. Then again, I know I can't stop you. Thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL, and may God bless and keep you all. (laughs) 